Alexis Barber, and this show is for the smart and superficial girls everywhere. I feel like I haven't said that in a minute, but that still rings true. Today, I'm coming back with another solo episode all about lucky girl syndrome. And you all, the ones of you who have DM'd me and give me any sort of podcast feedback, which is always welcome, you guys have always said that you love solo episodes. Now, I know that there are some episodes with guests that you are like, I really loved this episode too, but I really love making solo episodes. So I feel like for the next like month or so, I'm just going to focus on solo episodes until I have a clear vision for which guests I want to come on next. I don't have any crazy like ideas. So if you all want to leave me some feedback, I would really appreciate that. Just DM me um, at Alexis Barber. But with that being said, I'm excited to talk to you guys about something called lucky girl syndrome, which I'm sure if you've been on the internet in the past month, you have heard about. And that's simply because I think I'm the luckiest person ever. Like I've had this mindset and used this, I guess, in different ways for a very long time. And I feel like I haven't ever been able to put it into words until I saw this trend going on. I've always struggled with whether or not to bring up manifestation and spirituality onto this podcast because I am such a manifester. I love manifesting. You guys have seen, you like my top performing episodes, despite like the incredible guests we have, are always the vision board episodes. So I'm excited to talk to you guys more about how I use manifestation starting with lucky girl syndrome. I guess I kind of want to introduce some nuance into this topic because I feel like lucky girl syndrome or discussions of manifestation often lose a little bit of credibility because the people who are pushing them often come from really privileged backgrounds and that can make it really frustrating when you're like, what the hell? Like, for example, I know this girl who's like, I manifested my dream apartment in the West Village in Chelsea and like her dad literally bought it for her. Like, girl be so for real right now. Like you didn't manifest it. You maybe found the one that you liked the best and your dad bought it for you. But that's very different from someone in my situation who couldn't dream of purchasing an apartment at the age of 24 and is like just trying to extend my COVID deal for as long as possible. Like buying an apartment, manifesting the funds to buy an apartment is a completely different situation for me than it would be for that person. So it's very frustrating sometimes because I'm like, well, what does manifest? Why does manifestation work? And sometimes when you think about the laws, it can get really overwhelming. But what I've done is I've just compartmentalized it in my mind and tried to search for the abundance in my own life. So I want to give a little bit of structure to this episode by first talking about like one, what is lucky girl syndrome? Two, how did I become someone who believes I'm a very lucky person? Three, how I implement it into my life on a daily basis. And you know, we'll go from there. So what is lucky girl syndrome? According to the internet girl, lucky girl syndrome is basically when you start telling yourself and believing and acting like you are the luckiest girl in the world. As in you, everything good happens to you. You only have positive experiences, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I think this is a really great way of just introducing positive thinking in a way that is more digestible for people and introducing like the law of assumption, which is a law of manifestation that is that is basically what you assume to be true is what is true versus law of attraction, which is you attract what you are, which is basically whatever your energy is, you attract that back. Those two things sort of like are hand in hand. When you believe you're lucky, you then good things will happen to you. And I've believed that I'm a very lucky person for a really long time, despite my circumstances. So I still believe in and use manifestation, even though I didn't come from a super privileged background. 
I find that manifestation is a core spiritual practice for me. And I know that you guys probably feel the same because when I look at the podcast analytics, my number one most listened to episodes are my vision board episodes. And that's above all of our top incredible guests. And so I think you guys might be more interested in this than... I realize now that I'm talking it out loud, but like I am afraid to bring it up because I don't want like people to be like, this is stupid, this is woo woo. But if anyone can manifest, I do think it's me because I have been in the mindset of a very lucky person since I was a child. And I really chalk it up to my grandmother because she always would basically just tell me that I was the smartest, coolest, prettiest girl in the world and that I was going to, that I could have whatever I wanted, that I was so blessed. And anytime something great happened, we celebrated it so much. And anytime I was upset or frustrated, she would always say, count your blessings. And at that time in my life, it was so freaking frustrating for her to be like, count your blessings, count your blessings. Like, I didn't want to hear that. But it did rub off on me subconsciously and a lot of incredible things happened to me. So my mom had me when she was 16 years old and we lived in a trailer park and we lived in the projects while she went to college. It was like a whole thing, honestly. Like poverty was definitely like at the center of my upbringing. However, I later was able to get a scholarship to go to a great private school in St. Louis when we later moved to St. Louis. From there, scholarship to a great school for secondary school to Northwestern, now heading to Wharton, getting my job at Google, etc. And every time I got one of these new accolades, it's not that I didn't deserve it, but it's like I didn't oh, I didn't have the best SAT score or I didn't have the best GRE score. I didn't have, you know, the most perfect like situation, but I still would get these incredible things. Like, and I was like, it has to at that point come down to luck because like, I don't think my ACT score was very good. It was okay, but it wasn't Northwestern's like average. So when I got in, I was very like, this is luck. Like this is the universe that knows that I need to be in this place and is allowing me to be in this place. And so, so many like things like that, that are serendipitous and incredibly just like such blessings and miracles to me have happened. And I wasn't like quote manifesting as a child. However, I think that subconscious belief that, I am so blessed and that even though my mom had me so young and even though we were in this bad situation, I was meant to be on this planet. I really took that to heart and that's how I approached things with like my life has been so difficult that it's got to mean something long term. It's got to mean something and I am here to be that and to live in that presence. So the lucky, the luck has really followed me throughout my life and when I got to this point where I was like more of an adult and had more agency and control over my life, I was like, oh my God, like I have been so lucky up until this point, but I've got to create my own luck. And that's when I sort of started focusing on manifestation. So this is maybe like three-ish years ago, and I've been making vision boards for a long time, but my version of that has always been that you have you really do attract what you are and you attract what you assume will happen. And I have done this in many ways. And one of the ways is through my influencer career. When I first started, it was definitely a little bit more of a mess. But when I first admitted to myself, probably in like February 2021, so about two years ago now, that I wanted to be an influencer, I started using a form of what you could say like lucky girl syndrome, where I just started like 
really taking things seriously as a creator. And that attracted so much for me to the point where like I had so many inbound brand deals and so many inbound like PR requests and gifting requests. And it was really just, I don't really know why it was. I don't think I'm the best, the brightest or most incredible creator out there, but I started acting and taking it seriously. And that's when things really took off for me. And so that's sort of how I like to approach lucky girl syndrome with one, that subconscious belief that you're the luckiest person in the world and two by embodying for real what you want to be and attract into your life so the tactical ways that I actually apply this are through like managing my mindset and when I say managing my mindset I don't mean like I, I, when I say managing my mindset, I mean like changing the negative thinking that's happening in my brain. When I was dealing with depression, I think this was like, it was when this was the hardest thing for me to do. Um, I don't know. I sort of guess I talked about this in my last like life update, but I feel like I deal with more anxiety now than I do depression. I think it's from the hormonal changes from getting my birth control removed, blah, blah, blah. But so what I like to do is attempt to change my mindset on some very specific things around whatever I'm trying to manifest or bring into my life. So one example I want to use is with judging others. And so this is actually something I've been doing for a really long time where I noticed that I used to, when I would like just be walking around existing in my life as a young teenager into like my early 20s, I would judge people just when I saw like I would judge somebody's outfit, for example, like while I was on the street. And I realized, like, I don't really want to be somebody who's a judgmental person. Like, I don't want to be that. I just don't think it's cute. I just don't. I think, like, putting that negative energy out into the world didn't feel good to me. And I noticed that very early on. So I started, every time I noticed myself looking at someone and being like, what the fuck are they wearing? I would immediately say, wait, let's compliment them. Let's compliment them. Like, let me actually send them some positive energy because I don't know somebody's life. I don't know why they're wearing what they're wearing. I don't need to be putting that judgment out into the world if I don't want to receive it back. You know what I mean? So I would immediately start changing that. And that just became a habit for me to the point where today I even do it. Like I was walking and I have this weird thing where I saw a tweet like literally like six years ago where it was like people like so many people like don't move out of the way on the sidewalk when you're black, but like they expect you to move out of the way and it's like a race thing or whatever. And like, I don't want to believe that that's necessarily true, but I've sort of found it like to be true. And so I was walking today and someone like wouldn't move out of the way, even though like pedestrian, whatever, like I had the right of way, like they should have moved out of the way. Like I would have moved for them, you know, but they were basically expecting me to get off of the sidewalk instead of them. And I was really judging these people in my head. And I was like, oh my God, like so disrespectful. Has nobody ever taught you how to walk on a fucking sidewalk? And then I was like, hold up, hold up. We don't need to be all rude. We don't need to be disrespectful. Like this person is probably just like in their own world, having a nice conversation. Like let's flip that. And let's stop judging them because we don't want that energy to come back to us. You know what I mean? So that is not necessarily like what, quote, lucky girl syndrome is. I think the way it's been talked about on social media is by using affirmations. And that's another thing I want to talk about. But I think that what lucky girl syndrome is and should be is embodying what you want 
And that doesn't always look like judgment. That doesn't mean you're talking negatively about random strangers. It doesn't mean that you are playing small in an area that you know you want to be your career. You have to start attracting the things that you really genuinely want. So when I was trying to attract being an influencer, I set up an LLC, even though I had only gotten one paid brand deal like ever. I set up a website. I set up an email. I read Insta- I read all of the information that was out there about becoming an influencer. And that directly translated into my life. And of course, it was like putting in the work too. But you embody and you become that person. And so once I've learned that I can do that in one area of my life where I can focus on not judging others and I can become someone or create a career for myself that I really want to create, I know that I can apply it to other forms of my life. And that helps me become even luckier because when you genuinely believe like great things happen to you, they do. And I mean, even this year, like when bad things or frustrating things happen to me, I know that it's for a greater purpose because when I look back at my life, every single setback or every single frustration has resulted in something so much more positive. So for example, like the moving back and forth with LA thing, I moved to LA in July of last year, wanting to be bi-coastal, thinking it would really help with my career at work. And then we shut down work travel and work events for a little bit. Things were really weird. I still loved living in LA. And then they were like, essentially, your performance review is now going to be tied to how many times you're like in the office, basically. And I was like, shit. So I moved back to New York. And even though I was so frustrated in the moment that I had to move back to New York because I loved living in LA, my friends were able to take over my lease and bought most of my furniture. Like, is that not the luckiest thing ever? Like, that is so lucky. Then at the same time, I move back to New York. Things are great. And then I make the decision to quit my job way earlier and in a different way than I had expected to. And I'm so happy with that decision. But the thing is, by having to move back to New York, in New York, my living expenses are actually a lot lower than LA because I had a bigger apartment in LA and I have a great deal in my apartment here. Now I get to quit my job and I have a lot less financial stress because I'm living in New York as opposed to living in LA. And I love LA. I'm actually going to LA this week to finish moving out. But that is just just an, a demonstration that things work out the way that they're supposed to always. So even when I found out in December that I had to move back to New York, I was not stressed about it because I knew even though it was such a it looked like such a big frustrating project that I was going to have to move all my stuff after I had just moved 6 months ago, even though that looked like a frustrating situation, I knew in my heart that something was meant to come of it and that there was a reason that the universe was doing this to me. And that's a big part of being a lucky girl is knowing that whatever happens, even though it doesn't look like what you want it to look like in that moment, is what's meant to happen. So my three little pinnacles of lucky girl syndrome, you could say, are one, creating that subconscious belief that you're a lucky person. Two, being what you want to attract through like the law of attraction and also that sort of law of assumption situation where you are assuming that great things are going to happen to you. And three, trusting the process, just knowing that whatever is going on is happening for you and not to you. I got to say, guys, though, that like I'm not perfect with this every single day. Like I have things I'm manifesting. I have things that I want, but I feel like sometimes like so frantic and confused and like what's going on and what's happening. So something that really grounds me is my daily affirmations and you all get you can get them um, sent to you via text message. So I 
feel like having a daily affirmation or telling yourself something that you know you need to hear every morning is so crucial to your growth and it just reminds you to be reflective and check in with yourself. So I send out daily affirmation texts every single day to whoever wants to sign up for them. They're free. You can sign up at the link in the show notes. But basically what I have to say is like checking in with yourself and reminding yourself who you are and what you want every morning goes such a long way such a long way. And I think that you all, everyone can really benefit from it. And that's how you really become a lucky girl. So with that being said, that is my tea. That's my take on lucky girl syndrome. I love you all so much. Please do not forget to leave a review if you really like the show. I am truly, truly so grateful to every single one of you who listens. And our reviews are significantly lower than the amount of people who actually listen to the show. So I'd really love if you could help support us, especially this Black History Month, by leaving a rating and a review. It would mean so much to me. And if you have any feedback for the show, please DM me on Instagram at Alexis Barber. And we will take that to heart and get to planning guests and new episodes for you. So. That being said, don't forget you're too smart to not love yourself. See you next Thursday. Can't sleep? Try new plant-based non-prescription Wana Optimal Sleep Gummies. They're made by Wana Brands, North America's most trusted producer of cannabis-infused edibles. But these gummies aren't about getting you high. They contain calibrated blends of four cannabis-derived molecules, CBD, CBG, CBN, and THC, plus more than 30 additional calming plant compounds. The point is to address the root causes of sleeplessness, including stress and physical tension, rather than simply knocking you out and leaving you drowsy. And they come in two formulations to suit your needs and experience with cannabis. Fast-asleep gummies work in 5 to 15 minutes with no next-day grogginess. And their low THC content makes them great for people who'd rather not feel intoxicated. And stay-asleep gummies come in a higher dose, but they last all night long. Find Wana Optimal Sleep Gummies at licensed retailers near you. Just visit wanabrands.com. That's Wana with one N. W-A-N-A brands.com. Thank you so much for listening to Too Smart for This. I am so grateful that you took the time out of your day to take a listen to these conversations. If you're looking for more content, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Two Collective. And don't forget to follow me, your host, Alexis Barber, on the Gram TikTok as well. Don't forget, you can also watch our solo episodes on YouTube. So be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Alexis Barber. And we do a weekly giveaway of PR products or Amazon gift cards cards to girls who leave great reviews down below. So please make sure to leave your reviews and follow us on Instagram to be notified in case you win. And with that, do not forget that you are too smart to not love yourself and see you in the next episode.